Hi friends, welcome back to the My Brave Brain podcast. I'm your host, Cami Lutz, and thank you for joining me on this journey towards creating an awareness and acceptance towards mental health and wellness. Hello friends, welcome to episode 25 where I'm going to be talking about how I fell in love with life again and just the concept of positive psychology and how that has really um, influenced the way that I see the world and how I have changed what makes me happy, who makes me happy, and how I now live my life, and I enjoy life so much more now, um, even over the past month. And so I just want to share some of those things with you guys and just like get a little sciencey with it because I absolutely love learning about it. And I think sometimes if we can break it down and understand that it's not just like us or ourselves and, you know, see like the reason behind, you know, why we might think a certain way or, um, you know, how we can literally like train ourselves to think differently or behave differently. Um, not like super do some crazy, crazy things, but just to at least help ourselves give reason behind why things are the way that they are. And that's why I absolutely love studying psychology. I love sharing it with you guys. And I definitely want to start, um, sharing some more things that I have learned and just, yeah, I, I think, man, I wish that everyone could be a psych major sometimes. I'm like, the stuff that we learn is so cool. Um, and the classes that I'm taking this semester just absolutely blow my mind. I'm currently taking cognitive psych. And I just think it's the coolest thing ever to like learn how you think and how like, you know, why. I know we always talk about like, oh, this is a certain study technique that doesn't work. And sometimes I think I'm just so surrounded by psych things all the time that when I bring it up or when I see like an article about it and, you know, my friend brings it up and it's like, I didn't know about this. I'm like, oh, I thought everybody knew about it. And I guess, you know, I definitely want to share some more things with you guys. Like, for example, um, the reason why like rereading notes in a or rereading a chapter is bad like not great for studying is because you are strengthening your literacy skills by reading um the same thing over and over again you're not having a necessarily having a better understanding of what you're reading you're just getting used to um like becoming fluent in reading what you're reading if that makes any sense, you're not like taking in actual information. And so like, if you, if that's the way you study, definitely like maybe reevaluate. Um, if you're like, this never works for inside, maybe it does work for some people. Um, I know some classes, like I know professors will put like straight up a line from the textbook. And if that's your professor, go for it. That's how you study. But if you're like studying like that and you're not understanding why it's not helping. That's why. It's because you're not actually like applying or recalling um, anything that you're studying and trying to um, understand it. Um, you're just like reading and working on your fluency with like literacy and all that, if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really neat. And I was like, maybe that'll help someone when they're trying to learn how to study. I know I have a few freshman friends and they've been asking me how to study for college. And I'm like so excited. I'm like, I'll send you all my stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. And so yeah, I, I, um, I've been doing pretty well lately. I hope you guys are all doing well. I went to like a sunflower field with my friend the other day, like on a whim. She had called me when I was on my way to go shopping. So it's probably, um, for the best that she called me and I was stopped before going to, um, TJ Maxx. We all know who that is. And so, um, we went and we picked some sunflowers and just walked around and it felt very fall. And I have like, 
literally exploded our um house with all fall decor and i like bought a cinnamon broomstick i don't know if any of you know who like what that is but i've been telling my friends about them and they're like we have never heard of that before we don't know what you're talking about but they're amazing and it's basically a literal broomstick made of like cinnamon sticks and my room smells like pumpkin spice and I, I I'm not allowed to have it outside of my room because it smells so strong and it's already smelling up the house, but it's the best thing. And I absolutely love it. I love fall. Um, and speaking of fall, I want to create a little mantra or a little thing for you guys to go by. And it's something that kind of ties in today. And, um, that is being okay with letting dead things go. And as fall comes around, I think it's really important to let go of toxicity wherever you find that in your life. And I saw a beautiful quote and it said, the trees are about to show us how beautiful it is to let dead things go. So we're going to start with that. I also just want to share a quick little disclaimer that if I ever like don't explain something right or if it's a little off or if you're like "Mm, I don't know about that please please reach out to me and let me know so I can correct myself because I am a student I am my senior year undergrad studying psychology and so I'm not perfect I'm still learning also sorry if you can hear cars driving by I live right on the road um and yeah so but like if there's anything that you're ever like that's not right or um, this or that, please reach out. Don't get mad at me. Just like reach out. Let me know so that I can, um, fix that. And so I give like, um, correct information because I do try to fact check as much as I can. And I have taken some classes on this stuff. So I do know things, but I'm not always perfect. So please, I'm not ever perfect, but like, please just, um, don't be afraid to like reach out and tell me. And yeah, so kind of going into the idea of, how I fell in love with life again. I think that the most evident thing that I've heard from people around me, not me asking, um, especially just hearing from my family and from one of my best friends, just tell me the other day when we were on, or I guess a few weeks ago when we were on FaceTime, um, and I wasn't even in the best mood, but I was still like, you know, rolling with it. And he said, you know, this is the happiest I think I've ever seen you. And when I talk to my dad on the phone, I talk to him on the phone all the time. He tells me like, Cam, this is, you just sound so much more like relaxed and at peace and like happier. And so that's why I really wanted to kind of explain to you guys like what I've been doing. I've kind of shared a lot of it already, but just kind of getting a little deeper into it and like explaining some more things that I've learned in my class that I think is really interesting. Um, again, as if you've been listening to all my um, episodes, you know I've gone off medicine and I truly believe that is a huge factor in why I feel so good now and it's something I never thought I would admit or do. Um, this was something that if you brought up to me like two years ago, I would like probably not even let you finish your sentence. It was never an option for me to ever consider go out, going off medicine. Um, and one of my best friends has been trying to convince me over the past few years. She's like, you need to try CBD. You need to try this or that. You need to, um, you know, just to like at least try it. And I've been putting like little, uh, CBD drops in my, um, in like my water bottle every day. I put like three drops in and I feel great. I'm really, really impressed with it. And if you are considering it, um, and you're just trying to figure out what to do, I would say at least try it. Get yourself in a stable enough position. Um, make sure that you talk to your doctor, you talk to your loved ones, and have a talk with yourself and just figure out the best plan for yourself. Um, but 
I just, from my experience, great experience. Um, yeah, so we're going to go into this concept of how I fell in love with life again, and I think it really is surrounded by the whole idea that I am happy. Like, I, when I was driving to pick up my friend for the sunflower field the other day, I started crying because I was so happy. Um, because I was like, I always knew that I was supposed to be this happy of a person. I mean, when I talked to my dad about when I was younger and, um, how traumatic, like that whole year, my sixth grade year was for me and my family. My dad always says, you know, we look at pictures leading up to there and we just saw how different you were after and ever since then. And so you're finally like starting to look like yourself again, which like breaks my heart to look back at pictures of myself when I was seven or eight or nine before everything happened. Um, and if you don't know what happened, go listen to my episode. It's my second one. That's my OCD story. And that can kind of explain it, but just this whole idea of happiness. And I think that it's something that we lose sight of a lot and a lot of people make fun of, especially, um, and I think that's because people are too afraid to put in the work to actually be genuinely happy because they think for some reason they're not going to fit in. Um, I get made fun of it all the time by like my, like just some people and they're like, oh, you have a podcast, haha. Oh, like you're so happy, blah, blah, blah. Or you have quotes. And I'm always just like, yep, like that is what I do to make myself happy. I listen to podcasts about, um, you know, trying to understand the way we think and why we do what we do. And I have quotes everywhere. And, you know, that's just like what I do. And that's what I've had to do because I've been at such a point where like nothing made me happy anymore. Um, like nothing. And it's such a numbing feeling that you will do anything to try and um, stimulate that to get it back. Um, and it's a feeling that I hope a lot of you have not had to ever deal with. And I'm so sorry if you have, or you currently are dealing with it. I promise that you will find something that does make you happy, but you have to be willing to look for it. And I think that I was looking in the wrong place for a really long time. Um, and so just kind of looking at the idea and concept of happiness. So when I looked up happiness, it said the state of being happy. And I was like, cool. So then I had to look up what happy meant. And it just didn't have like a clear definition. But it said delighted, pleased, or glad as over a particular thing. And that's what I found on dictionary.com. I don't want to get in trouble for that. But it, it's on dictionary.com. I'm not like that big of a podcast. <laughs> um, so again, it says delighted, pleased, pleased or glad as over a particular thing. So it's interesting to me when I was looking at this because it says over a particular thing. And that really sets the idea in tone and mindset for people to think that they need something to make them happy. Um, oftentimes we find this in people. A lot of people look for happiness in relationships um, I know that I've definitely been there. I'm a victim of being like, well, like, I just want someone like in my life to make me happy, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the thing is, is yeah, they'll add some happiness to your life, but you're still going to be sad. Like you're still going to be, um, lonely. I think that, um, I actually heard this on a recent podcast episode on, um, her name. Oh my God. I always forget her name. I feel so bad. She's on summer house, but she has, a podcast and it's called burning in hell. And she said that the happiest people or not the happiest people, um, the loneliest people are people who are single and the saddest people are people in a bad relationship. And so let that sink in. And that was something that I had to sink in. And I was like, Oh my God, she's right. 
Because it's true. I think that you have to have your cup full and someone else could be you like someone else that comes into your life should be like overflowing your cup. They should be bringing you like extra happiness. Um, but you should be able to be okay without them. And so that's like, you know, like, where are you finding your happiness from? Like what things are bringing you happiness? And I've had to ask a few of my friends this recently, like who are just dealing with like breakups and guys. And, um, also some of my guy friends I've had to like ask, like they've asked me and I'm like, what brings you happiness? What makes you happy? And for a lot of people, it's a hard question to ask and it can be anything. It doesn't have to be like big spiritual concepts or just things that you like that would sound good on a a college like application. Like it could be anything for me right now. It's my freaking $3 cinnamon broomstick that I bought from Aldi and I like I smell it and I'm like, ooh, fall. Like I get so happy. And it's just a little thing. And the more that you find little areas of that and like express more gratitude, it is scientifically showing. If you take, you know, a few minutes each day or once a week or however long to just show some gratitude for what you already have, you realize how many areas in your life you've already been successful. And you also see how much you have rather than what you're lacking. Because what you have is what someone else wants. Like, think about that for a second. Like, what in your life is something that someone else does not have? I'm very fortunate to have, like, a very loving, supportive family that will support me no matter where I go and what I do. Um, And a lot of people don't have that. And so I take time to be thankful for that. I take time to be thankful that I can um, run and work out and teach group exercise and that I can go to school. Like, you know, like little things when you can just reground and recenter yourself, it's finding that through gratitude, but also being a little selfish with it. Like I like to go do work at a coffee shop. That makes me happy. Do I have to sacrifice some money? Yes, but we're not perfect. And you know, if that's what makes you happy, it makes you happy. I also love decorating. If I got to sacrifice a little extra money out of my paycheck to decorate, then I'm going to decorate and, you know, express it through my surroundings. How can you create a living space that is going to maximize your happiness? What can you do in little areas of your life in order to carry it over into the larger things in life? What can you do in yourself? Um, What work can you do in yourself? I think that a lot of times people are like, I've been through so much. I've been through so much trauma and I don't want to like, I'm good. Like I'm good. I've gotten through it. And that's awesome. That's great that you've gotten through it. I used to have the same mindset that I didn't need to because I'd been through so much and I learned so much, but we're always going to be growing and we're always going to need to improve on things. And the more that you're open to it and expressing that you're open to it, the more lessons you're going to welcome into your life that you are going to be able to get through and show up for yourself Um, because you're probably, you probably have a lesson right now that you are not showing up for, that you are not um, taking time to go through and fully like process um, in order to like move on to the next thing in your life. Um, You know, and I, I think that it's something that a lot of people get stuck on because they're like, Oh, I don't need to do it. Like I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need to do this or that. And, everyone needs to grow. Everyone is like constantly, like you're never going to reach a place where you're just stagnant and you don't need to learn anything new. Heck, I know, I, I know I'm pretty mature for my age, but I also have a lot of work that I need to do that you probably all like a lot of people probably don't even know what they need to work on, which is why therapy. I love going to therapy. You guys, I love my therapist. I always go to her 
Um, and you know, she like, Oh my God, I just can't even explain like how great of a situation, like just everything. She just is amazing. Like it leaves me speechless. And even on days where I'm about to go in, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if there's anything I really need to work on today or like what I don't talk about. And those days are the best days. I feel so good afterwards. And it's because it's those days where I'm like, um, I don't need to work on anything. And, oh, yes, you do. <laughs> Those are the days where you have to show up for yourself and say, I'm going to take an hour out of my day to go try and figure out what, how I can better myself and maybe um, work on things that I might not be giving attention to right now. And so um, it's really, you know, a switch in yourself and choosing to improve and to get better. Um, you don't necessarily have to be suffering with anxiety or depression or a mental illness to want to improve. I think that everyone has their own struggles regardless. And I think that everyone can improve and get better, but you have to be open to it instead of being cocky. Like these cocky mindsets or these like stuck up mindsets, like have got to stop because I see it everywhere. And like, shame on you for bringing down someone else for wanting to better themselves and put them in a better place in their life. Because I've been that person that's been brought down by others. Um, or like questioned, like, why am I doing this like I'm not cool like I'm in college I'm supposed to be getting like plastered all the time and you know what for me I'm not gonna lie like I like going out with my friends I like having a good time am I gonna do that every single night no am I 21 am I gonna like make mistakes and have a good time in college heck yeah I, I know sometimes it might seem like I don't but I promise I do I just don't talk about everything on this podcast um and I just want to create a space for like people that are like yeah I like to get a little crazy every now and then but I'm not gonna do it like all the time like there are other things in my life that I value other things and activities that I value. I love being outside. I love hiking. I love being around my friends and really investing in those relationships and finding things we have in common and just investing in myself as well. And it's just like, you know, like that's what I have discovered. I did not realize that over the past few months. And it took me a while because I had to search for it. I had to take time each day. And I remember again, one of my guy friends told me like when I was really having a hard time and he would like call me every day and, um, you're the best, you know who you are. Um, and he would be like, you need to find one thing in your day that makes you happy. Like do one thing each day that makes you happy. Then we're going to start from there. Like just get through it day by day. And so that's what I did. And, um, you know, I want to challenge you guys. Like, how are you going to find these things that, um, bring you happiness and how are you going to discover like what brings you happiness? Like, look for it. Look for one new thing each day. Okay, so starting to get more into, like, the science-y part of it, I kind of went on a little tangent there, but that's because I'm so passionate about it, and I want you guys to get better. If you are having a hard time, you just have to... And, I, again, you guys, like, I know, like, I have depression. I understand how hard it is to pull yourself out. I've been to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. I've been to the point where I didn't want to brush my hair and brush my teeth, like, or get up and like take care of myself because I didn't see a point. I've been numb. I understand, but you have to take little, you have to dig so deep and like take little steps, even if it's the smallest step and just, you know, surround yourself with people who are going to put you in a better situation, who are going to challenge you to get better in a good way. You don't want people to like question make you question your mental health or make you question what you're going through never uh-uh 
do not surround yourself with those people. And sometimes you don't realize you're surrounded by those people. And it's a big wake up call. And I've had to deal with that too, for sure. Um, can say more about that, but you know, you just, you really have to, um, it's, it's in you, you are, you are the one in control of your situation, believe it or not. And you can, you can do it. I promise. Um, yeah. Okay. So going into this idea of happiness. So happiness, fun fact stems. Okay. So again, we're looking at the definition. So we went over like a particular thing, but looking at, um, this idea of pleasure, like that is the feeling that you get, um, from experiencing happiness. And in your brain, there's actually something called the pleasure pathway, which is also called the reward pathway. And I've learned about this in a few of my psych classes. So I did a little bit research of research on it. So it's been a little bit since I like was currently studying it. And so again, if I'm wrong about anything, please reach out. Um, but I did like look up a few things and, I think I remember this being pretty correct. So if you take a stimulus, which is, let's say like an Oreo. Um, so that's your Oreo or that's your stimulus is an Oreo. Okay. Um, so that's your stimulus. So, okay. I figured it out. So <laughs> you eat the Oreo, right? And so that connects to an area in your brain. So in your VTA or your ventral tegmental area, um, that's where dopamine is produced and released into your mesolimbic pathway, which is which the VTA is also a part of, which is basically the pleasure pathway. Um, and so you so dopamine is released from the VTA to a lot of different areas of the brain, which include your amygdala, your nucleus accumbens, um, and more like your hippocampus. And so what happens is, um, the dopamine is like, it uptakes the dopamine. And then within those areas of the brain, the body experiences this feeling of euphoria or happiness and the body wants to feel that again. And so that's why when you eat an Oreo, you're like, Oh, I want another one because it feels amazing to eat an Oreo. And so if you look at this, this is actually sometimes a little dangerous. If you look at drug addictions and you see the levels of euphoria or happiness or pleasure that people experience um, because of the release of dopamine through the mesolimbic pathway um, and how strong these pathways are because the more repetitive you make those pathways, the, the better and better you feel, you know? And so it's, it's interesting, right? Like I never knew that we had like a pleasure pathway or a reward pathway. And so there are things that make you happy, you guys. If you don't believe me, there's literally a pathway in your brain, okay? Um, and it's so, so freaking cool. And so you just, you have to find things that um, are a stimulus for you for happiness. That's what it is. And so I think that's really cool to like think about it that way. Um, and so that's like very like that's the scientific part. But another cool thing that you can look at is, and God forbid I freaking pronounce this thing wrong. I don't know if it's Yerkes or Yerkes, Yerkes, Dodson law, um, which is a concept that has to also do with like um, happiness and everything. And it basically states that we do not want to overstimulate or understimulate ourselves. And so if we're looking at ourselves and we find something that's um, – 
doesn't stimulate us a lot or doesn't show us any interest, then our quality of arousal is very low and we're not really going to like do anything. So um, say your friends come and invite you to something and you're like, "Mm, I don't want to do that. That's like very low stimulating for you. And so you're not going to do it. You're not going to show any effort. Um, And then if there's something that's very highly stimulating, so say you don't like crowds, you don't like to be around crowds and that's very... um, that's a, that's a lot for you um, to handle. And so you're not going to want to deal with it. So again, you're not going to do anything. So you will need to find something like in between those two levels. That is your optimal point. That is where you want to reach um, your comfort zone and where you can succeed, um, which is very, very like, you know, like cool. I mean, you can apply this in your own life and figure out like what stimulates you and what doesn't stimulate you and what's too much for you and what's too little for you. And I challenge you to like create your own chart. Like what would be something that would understimulate you? What is something that would overstimulate you? And like, what is something in the middle that could help you figure out what would, um, like what you would find interest in or what you would actually want to go do, which is really freaking cool. Um, yeah. And so, then I'm going to go more into even more of this idea of the science of happiness and like where that kind of comes from. So when we look at things that stimulate us and things that bring us happiness, let's say um, I'm going to use my example. So yesterday, if I had gone to TJ Maxx and bought a new shirt, I would be so excited and so happy. And I would be like, oh, heck yes. And um, because of this concept of hedonic adaptation. I might be saying that wrong. Hedonic adaptation. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. Um, It's this tendency for us to pull back to the same stable level of happiness. And so that was like a quick little boost. That would have been a quick little boost for me. Um, And then I would have gone to my like neutral state of happiness. And it's also this idea of like new things becoming the new norm. Yeah, new things becoming normal. So like I'm going to get used to having that shirt and then what's going to happen? I'm going to want to buy another shirt. And so, you know, that's like the same thing with some people with relationships too. I mean, they're like, I want a boyfriend and then they get used to the person and they say, I don't like this isn't bringing me any happiness um, or any more happiness. Like you get used to a person. And unfortunately, that happens to some people. It doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen to some um, and then I also just want to state that hedonic adaptation is definitely something that happens with major life or like more like major life events also. Um, but like, again, um, it's this idea, like it's not just positive things, it's negative things too. And so again, if you're having a hard time and you're like having a low, just know that you can bounce back up to that stable level of happiness again. Um, and that's just how that works. And it's really freaking cool because it just, you know, like, I just always knew that sometimes when I was hitting a really low, low, I would go back and hit a high, high, um, just in terms of happiness and everything. And if you look at like the signs of happiness and like people, like how I'm trying to figure out how it's divided up, like your happiness, like what affects it? I guess that's what I'm trying to explain. And it is scientifically proven that it's 50% of your genes, which sucks because you're like, oh, so some people are literally born with feeling more pleasure and feeling more happiness in certain things. And unfortunately, that's just the truth. Some people are just more like um, happy and that's like your positive affect like your and your negative affect, like how that is affected. It's majorly affected through genes. And so 
Um, and I'll like go into that for a second. Um, positive affect basically um, makes you feel like hopeful, relaxed, energized, and just like, you know, all the good feelings. And then negative affect is just like this. Sometimes it's like fearful. Sometimes it's um, irritability and just frustration and um, being annoyed. And some people um, experience that more often because of their genes. And so it's 50% is genes. 10% is life circumstance. And so like that's basically like your environmental effects, like your schooling, your housing, um, your parents, like whether they're together or divorced, you know, like how those outside forces affect you. And then luckily 40% is your life choices. And so that's why I'm saying you have so much, um, you have a lot of choice in your happiness. You have 40% 40%. That is a lot. I said that twice because I want you guys to hear that 40% is up to you. And so, um, you know, take that. Like, what are you going to do with that information? Are you going to um, continue to try to find happiness through other people? That's another thing I realized. Like, I love watching YouTube and there's nothing wrong with watching YouTube and seeing other people's lives. But how often and am I and like how many hours am I spending a day watching other people's daily routines and like how happy they are instead of creating my own happiness through my own life. And that hit me really hard this past summer. I remember being like, oh, I love this person's life. And I was like, oh my God, Cameron, this is bad. <laughs> like you, you need to take a little break from your phone. You need to go for a run or go for a walk or just go like walk with your dad or just find things like don't sit with your phone at breakfast, like eat your breakfast and like focus on what you're eating. Um, enjoy your walk from the parking lot to the store or the parking lot to the gym or to your class or to your friend's house. Get off your phone, look up and look around you. And this also go like comes into play with you know, I mean, I think that you do have some control over your environment sometimes, depending on your age. I know that if you're younger and like your financial situation, I know some things like go into that, but you do have control over what friends you surround yourself by and what people in general you surround yourself by, your work environment. Um, are you like, and just, I want you to, it's, it's the most basic thing, but sometimes like when I'm around someone and I feel my heartbeat faster and it's not like a, Oh, love it first sight. It's not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about anxiety. I'm talking about people's energies can pass over and onto you. If you're around someone who's very neurotic and just like makes you anxious because they are anxious. Oh no, 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 no. You need to like avoid that. Like as much as you can, because especially if you are some, like, if you can handle it, that's awesome. And I know sometimes you can't help it, especially if it's a good friend and like, you can't, you literally can't help it. But if it's a situation that you can help, like definitely, you know, reevaluate that a little bit and just like, you know, look at effort in different, like who's putting effort into you and what's worth putting effort into them. Like friendship and relationships and just everything is our two way streets. And so, you know, like, would they do the same for you? I always have to ask myself that sometimes when I feel bad about not showing up for something or like, um, not doing something, um, would they do it for you and have they done it for you? Um, that kind of thing. So it's also like, I mean, this year I chose a room in my house that has a lot of sunlight because I know that makes me happy. And that's something that it like, it does help like seasonal depression. And I'm just waiting for that to hit you guys. I'm like, trying to 
hold off as long as possible but yeah you know also if you heard that though i'm sitting on my seat and it squeaked i promise um but i just thought that this was really cool and um another interesting thing to look at when you are looking at like going back to positive affect and negative affect i want you guys to just like be aware that the, just because like an, you might be more prone to negative affect ow i just like scratched my bruise um or my cut and on my leg and it hurt really bad sorry that was really random um it just kind of scared me but don't be hard on yourself if you have like more of an a, a negative affect um personality because if you look back in our uh, like years ago negative affect was honestly more helpful because it was a survival um trait that you had because um you know the more that you are questioning like things around you like is this a possible predator is this something that could bring danger into my life um like it's more for like survival and um positive emotions are geared more towards growth and so what control do you have over the situation and what are you going to do about it that's what i that's the attitude that i have always had with healing and it has gotten me where i am and i cannot thank everyone who has supported me enough i have great friends i'm surrounded by right now that are just absolutely incredible and if you don't feel that you are surrounded by the same people change that go out and um use the law of attraction you guys attract these people into your life and maybe they already are in your life and you just might not be as close as you maybe would like to be um but yeah i thought that this was like a pretty cool topic to talk about and i'm really excited about it and pumped about it and i hope that it gave someone some insight and um helped with that because it definitely helped me i was like writing my notes down for class and i was so excited to talk about this and i hope that it did um definitely like I, it just helped me and so i hope it helps one of you as well um and yeah i will be uploading this soon and i will see you guys in two weeks i hope you know that you are loved you are enough you are worth it and you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now even if it does or doesn't feel like it stay strong you guys um during uh this whole situation with covid um, we're going to get out of it one day and it'll be very interesting to look back and listen to these episodes. And if you have any suggestions for th me to talk about, please go and suggest them on my Instagram. You can message me and yeah, I will see you guys in two weeks.